Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, number episode number 152. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. Just uh, happy to be podcasting. Got the podcasting hat on, ready to go. Yeah, crazy weather happening all over the, the country right now. So it's definitely nice to be getting together, doing a little podcast. I'm actually heading up to the wonderful Green Mountain State tomorrow. So I want to make sure we got this in. I'll be, you know, be editing it tomorrow morning. So hopefully by Thursday afternoon, if anyone's taking off Friday and making a trip out, doing some skiing, they'll have our melodious and lovely voices out there to help them get through that drive or flight or whatever they're doing to get to their final ski destination. So thank you everyone for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We're on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all at skibumpodcast. And thank you to everyone who's been hitting us up on uh, Instagram, sending us some direct messages and getting some stickers. We've been, uh, I've been sending out a lot of stickers the last couple of weeks. It's been really cool to see this many people who are checking us out, who want a sticker, who, uh, you know, are representing. So we really do appreciate it and keep, keep writing in. We'll keep sending them. We're I crazy. seeing the picture of the stickers once they put them on stuff. That's the best. That's, the, that's, that's really cool. The virus is spreading as they say. What did we have last week? Uh, was that the, uh, picture on the beer? Yes. There's a picture on the beer from our, our buddy, David out in, uh, a basin nice. um, had some on some helmets. We had some uh, on some skis. So yeah, people have been, have been sending all over the place. And it's funny. I brought my skis to get tuned yesterday and I made sure I put the stickers on the skis as well. Yeah. Cause you know what? That's one thing that's been happening is you, you put it on either, you know, if you're ordering something and it says business. I've been putting that on. Like, you know, if I order any ski stuff, like people are like, Hey, I'm going to, this is cool. I didn't know this existed. I'm going to check it out. And that's really been our biggest problem is just getting people uh, to know it exists. And when they do know, a lot of people like it. So, which is they why come, we keep doing it. They come back and listen for more, waiting for uh, the next one. And when we're late, we hear it, which is good. We definitely do. Indeed. Good people. Yeah. So, you know, keep listening and telling, telling your friends about it. If you could go to the website or your favorite podcasting app and subscribe. And if you could rate us, that would really help out. We have on the website too, we have a, um, we have a support section and a shop. So if you want to go and you want to get a shirt or a hat, we've got some cool swag on there still. Um, we we're trying to set up a Patreon. We're, we're just, kind of dumb and lazy you know during ski it's season a lot of work. it's a lot of work it's busy we got to do it though and you know what that's the thing is we you know during ski season we want to be skiing we want to be out and doing stuff so you know this is the time that we're always thinking about it but it's always a time we don't really have the time to do it so it will be one of our summer projects is to make sure we get our patreon video up there but we do have our, our cryptocurrency wallet link so if you want to hit us up with some bitcoin or ethereum we'd be happy to accept that as well Again, that's all rather than sell it since it dropped so much. Just, just chuck it our way. Now is the time to be sending us Bitcoin. That's for sure. So yeah, it's all. We're, under, grateful. we're grateful for it all. We totally are. We really do appreciate it. Um, and you know, we're, it's pretty much everything that we get, whether from sales or from donations is all getting dumped back into the podcast, whether to, to go on more trips or to, you know, talk to more people or, you know, improve our production. So, you know, it's not like we're, 
or buying Rolls Royces or oh diamond encrusted teeth. You know, is yeah. that still a thing? Do people still do that? And I guess probably somewhere. I believe, they do that. That. I believe they're called grills. <laughs> I believe, I believe they were. I don't know if that's still a thing though. You know, like that's one of those things that could come and go, you know, like certain things that were cool, things that were cool at one time are not cool anymore. You know, like that's, Ooh. that's kind of the ebb and flow of, of fashion. So what is really cool is the highfalutin ski bums skier t-shirt which is available at the shop skibumpodcast.com slash shop it's very hot if you're into supreme that overpriced goofy skateboarding brand this is a much cooler version of that that we're it's an homage to it if you will so it's like spitting spitting hot fire spitting the hottest fire so yeah check it out um again we do really appreciate everyone listening to us and you know putting stickers out there and and uh you know tagging us on instagram facebook and twitter it's it's been really cool it's been really fun and it's it's cool seeing it grow and all these other new folks coming into the mix so thank you and welcome and we hope you enjoy it let's kick it off mario like we always do it's time for our pray today i'm going back to an old favorite you know it's been a little while i've been bopping around with a little wine a little you know Mixed drinks. I think I had uh Jaeger tea a little while ago. It's time to go back to uh where you came from, so to speak. Keeping it real. So keeping it real, going back to the bullet rye whiskey. So mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know this is the um it's the 95% rye mash whiskey. It's the green label bullet. Um and it's so good. Uh a little bit sweeter than the regular bullet, but um just like all the other bullets that you get in the bottle, bullet to the head, man. You think the rye is sweeter than the bourbon? Yeah, to me, I think it, I don't know. I got to do a side-by-side Isn't taste it a little test. spicier? Just because like ryes are usually a bit spicier than the bourbons are. I don't know. Maybe it's my palate. It seems a little sweeter some hmm. some ways. A little more flavor, okay. though. A little more flavor, though. So I think you're right. A little spicier, hotter than the, uh, than regular, the regular bourbon. The regular bourbon is very smooth, smooth, you know? What do you prefer then? Like if you had a choice like between the rye and the the bourbon of the bullets, which one would you pick? Uh, almost all the time if I have a rye and a, and a bourbon, I usually take the bourbon. Okay. A little bit milder, I guess. Uh, not as, I don't know, just something about it is, just feels like home. Yeah. But I'm surprised I haven't done it right now. I'm surprised they haven't done like a blend, like a half rye, half bourbon. But I guess, you know, if you're at home and you buy a bottle of both, you could just do that yourself. That's true. You can make your own. It's like when they pre-bottled the Jack and Coke. Like, yeah. Really? You're going you're gonna to do that? Oh, they still have it out there too. I think I saw some what, mixed drinks. What if I prefer a Jack and RC? <laughs> That's right. It's totally different. They could do that too. Not even the same thing. It's like my Crown Royal and Red Bull Cola that I would drink back in the right. day. Crying and red ball. That sounds oh, pretty good, actually. It was the best. It was so good. But that was a different time, my friend. Mango Loco and a little crown. Oh, boy. That Mango Loco. It's pretty good, Mango Loco with that. Yeah. The whiskey. All right, so what do you got? So this is a bit of a f- bit foreshadowing for the main topic today. But I, I'm, um, I'm kind of slumming it today. I'm kind of bumming it. I am rocking... It is a vintage, though, a 2015 Charles Shaw Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Three buck chuck. Three buck chuck. Three buck chuck. chuck. You know, inflation's a thing. 
And it's a real thing, man. Yeah, we, you know, we like to have some wine on hand at the house always, you know, just in case, you know, sometimes you just, you know, the, you get a little bit of that, uh, that feeling in the air where you want a glass of wine with dinner and you want to have a, a little romantic evening. So I like having wine around, but you know what? Again, foreshadowing for the main topic today, money's been a little bit tight. So what do you do when you want wine, but you don't want to, you don't want to go full Boone's Farm or Carlo Rossi. You wander over to Trader Joe's and you get some Charles Shaw wine. That's the that. move. You go to a Mad Dog 2020, bro. You, you, I, I, I try to keep it out of that. I try to keep go it out of that realm. Go to the doctor. The doctor yeah. vision. MD 2020. <laughs> a little Thunderbird, perhaps. That's right. No, so, um, so I actually had Andrea run out to Trader Joe's to pick this up because... Funny story. So go way back in the day. I, was, I had an apartment. I had a roommate. And... It was weird. I forget what exactly happened, but um, a neighbor needed, I guess her uh, her car died and needed some jumper cables. And I, being the, you know, prepared for anything young man that I was at that time, I had a pair of jumper cables in my trunk. So I gave them for her, you know, to her to borrow. She came back, uh, returned the jumper cables and gave me a bottle of Charles Shaw wine. I was like, oh, it's a really cool gesture. Ooh. And this is like, 15 years ago, maybe 13 years ago. So nice. I didn't really know what that was. So my buddy and I, we looked it up. We're like, Oh, that's from Trader Joe's. That's three buck Chuck. We should go out and get some tomorrow. So him and I wandered off to the only Trader Joe's that sold it and bought a few bottles. And was like, wow, this is amazing wine. Again, this was 13 years ago. <laughs> I tell right. it was not as refined as it is now. I like to think, I was like, wow, for $3, just get this amazing wine. So nice. it's always had a special place in my heart. I like having it around. Again, say you get one of those nights, you just come home and you're like, fuck my life. And you just drink a whole bottle of wine, but you don't want to feel like wasting a good bottle. Right. That's where Charles Shaw is just sitting there in the box waiting for you. Takes so, you back to where you came from, man. It's not bad. I like it. It's almost like if you had a decent bottle of like 10 or $15 wine and you kind of mixed it with like you mix the wine with like a uh, water you got from your goldfish tank. And that's nice. kind of what Charles Shaw wine is. Mm, a nice, nice aroma. Nice, nice Earth, palate. Earthy. Earthy. Yeah. That's Organic, right. I guess is the word you'd want to use. I've been collecting a little bit of nice wine. I went to Costco finally for, I don't know. I go once in a while. Cause I try not to go. Cause I spent a shitload of money there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I just went this last week and I bought like six bottles of wine, just like all high end, nice. I bought like two decent bottles, like regular, normal bottles that I could drink. You know, you come home, $8, $8 you know, $9 bottles. And all the other ones were kind of on the boiler side. But I was like, shit, man, I want to drink good wine. I don't know how many good years I got left. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one leaf I'm trying to leave unturned is the fancy wine leaf because I already have fancy beer and whiskey palates. Wine, I still can drink the, the cheap stuff and enjoy it. So I don't well, want to be... Though, wine, though, you, you, you have some fancy stuff. Like when you try it, it's good, but you definitely go back to like... There's some in every price range that you like, which is good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, And there's solid wine, so... Cool. So yeah, we got one story in the old app parade today. And this is a fun one. I love that like minor league baseball teams are 
just kind of experimenting with their name. And this was always experimenting with everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's like a, uh, like an incubator for, for crazy ideas. Yeah. And this is from the Carolina Mudcats who are the Milwaukee Brewers minor league team. They're going to take four games this year and they're going to play as the micro brews. That's genius. How cool is that? Milwaukee, that's, right? Why not? The micro Milwaukee brews. Brewers, you know, you're the yeah. micro brews. Like that's such a genius take on it. That's cool. And they're going to sell a shit ton of hats and t-shirts and, and whatever sort of merchandise they throw out. Yeah, I like the colors too. Yeah, they use like the Brewers regular colors and it's cool because they um, they kind of take kind of what the, the, you know, the MB from Milwaukee Brewers, but use Ooh. it as the micro brews. And I love the logo with the barrel. I think that's really nice looking. It's like a beer barrel and has like the MB on there with the... Um, with the rings that are when they have the hops leaf on there too right on the seal oh on the seal they do yeah that is kind of nice pretty nice little touch it's like perfect they're using like a dot or something they yeah, yeah, use the uh the hop yeah the hop bud or the hop flower i guess the yeah. flower you'd call it right i think so yeah yeah very so cool that, so that wraps up the opera today let's get into the genjula And yeah, this, what do we got in the gondola today? So this may have been mentioned when we were discussing Vale and Beaver Creek last week. This is Brian and, Bean, right? And if you have not checked out our, um, if you're not in the newsletter, you definitely want to go to the website and subscribe there. We have a couple spots. It's on the footer of all the pages. It's on the homepage. We have, uh, we've started sending out a newsletter. You we're not exactly sure how often we're going to do it. If we're going to do it with every podcast episode or once a month, we're still figuring that out depending on what I'm not sort being of, aggressive. I'm saying at least once a month. We'll try. Yeah. We don't want to like bombard people because we know it's, you know, everyone gets so much email and crap. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to play ourselves out by, by having that out all the time. But we put one out this week because I finally posted my full extensive review of the trip. And let me tell you, you are going to need a cup of coffee. You're going to need some no dos because it is, it is ridiculously long, but it is, I think, fun, thorough, and well-written. So that was what I was going for. But I wanted to be, I really wanted to, in a way, it was almost selfish because I wanted to document my whole trip. So if I ever want to go back and be like, oh, yeah, we were there. We were there. We skied there. We ate there. We drank that. It was part of the reason why I did it that way. But I think it could also be fun for people to to read, especially if they're familiar with the area to kind of know, um, you know, what I was talking about. But one of the things I mentioned in that article, and I think on the episode last week, which has now become this week's bean of the week is from the good folks at magic buzz. It is their sleep snoozing Indica liquid 10 milligram sleep drink. I guess you'd call it. It looks like the same size as a five hour energy, but it is the opposite of a five hour energy because it will put you to sleep and knock you out, huh? Make you trip a little bit, which was the experience that I had when I picked it up. The, uh, the bud tender dude, and it's cool. They do different versions. They have the Indica, they have a hybrid and a sativa. So if you want to be all energized and have fun, they have a Steva version. They have the hybrid in the middle. 
I wanted the THC. I wanted the sleep version because I wanted it to help me sleep because sometimes when you're, you know, jet lagged or elevation and just generally I sleep like crap. So I wanted something that would kind of assist me. So it's 10 milligrams in the full kind of 10 hour or five hour energy container. And the guy's like, you might want to just do half to see how it goes. Very good advice. Well, I didn't realize it was like a glass bottle, you know, so it was a little bit heavier than a five hour energy, but the same size and shape. So I thought I was only doing half of the bottle, but it was probably about seven to eight milligrams. So more Ooh. of a full dose. And I already so had heavy with the hand there. And I had another THC product before actually two different THC products before. Oh. So I did wake up about three hours into my slumber a little bit tripping, you know, that, that kind of feeling where, you You're know, paranoid or anything, were you? a tiny bit, a tiny yeah. bit, but it was good. Cause I woke up, I went to the bathroom, I came back and then I slept the rest of the night. Awesome. So, you didn't wake up like you didn't know where you were and pants down your ankles, that kind of thing. Well, pants are always at my ankles. You know, that, that's for some reason I always wake up that way. I don't know what happens. <laughs> it's that uh-huh. sleepwalking Nick again. Dude, that's fucking, that's scary when you wake up and you're like, I don't know where I am. What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was kind of like a, uh, almost like a, like a dream sequence. Like I was like above myself a little bit. So Nice. I get that on vacation once in a while. Cause I forget that I'm on vacation <laughs> and you wake up and you're like, what the fuck am I? So what's cool about this is it also, you know, besides having the THC in there, it also has chamomile which is used for soothing effects to support normal digestive function, which nice. is wonderful. Love it's, got, it's got some CBD in there. It's got lemon balm extract, which promotes healthy digestive and nervous system. Melatonin, natural hormone produced in the body that helps to regulate sleep and valerian root extract. So it's like a, a whole mix of things to help you sleep. So this nice. was a, this was a really fun product. I really liked it. I wish it was available in more places. Um, if you are out in Colorado, this is one and you need to, to get your sleep on, as they say, I would give this a, give this a shot because it tasted really good, had some cool effects and again, helps you sleep, which, you know, who doesn't need a little bit better sleep? That's right. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right. And then we got one uh, story while we're on the gondola. So a study shows that bees like hemp and that's great news for the environment. So I love uh, a positive bee story because yeah. they're always terrible and negative and they're dying and we're all going to die too. So this right. is a they're good one. Dying. They go crazy. That kind of stuff. I mean, the vice thing just in that, that special, what was, what was the one on uh, Netflix kind of makes you think the end of the world's coming because the bees um, are freaking out. Yeah. Um, but so there are farmers that are actually growing hemp, the industrial hemp, non-psychoactive, but CD, CBD um, or CBB. What is it? C- CBD. CBD, um, growing CBD crops. And they're saying they did a study and they just looked at what bees were coming in to pollinate during their flowering season of, of their, their crops. And they're saying foraging bees, there are about 2,000 bees from 23 different bee genera, which I guess I guess are um, family types or whatever. Um, and they also had some specialized genera that turned up in surprisingly, quote, high proportions. And they're saying it, it just shows that they kind of are gravitating foraging for it during the pollination season. Um, and it's a good option for bees because usually it's grown without 
a lot of chemicals. Um, there's some uh, good properties to the C- CBD naturally, and uh, it's they're, they're going to kind of look at it and say, uh, you know, see if if this is a uh, something that keeps going on and if it helps the the bees and you know some of the horrible disasters that they've had with bees in the recent years that have been reported. Um, maybe see if this could help. You know. Yeah, this is, it's so cool, again, seeing a positive B story, number one, and then seeing it in, you know, for something that has been vilified for so long that people are finally coming to their common senses about and now legalizing in, yeah. in hemp. This is well, going to be, yeah, this is, this could be really big and really helpful to to all the crops that these farmers are growing. Well, think of it this way. You could actually get bee honey from the pollen from CBD crops. That'd be pretty cool. So now you're getting CBD naturally in the honey. Like hemp honey. Hemp honey. So, you know, while it's something that, you know, they, the government recently allowed back into the environment, you wonder, like, how has this negatively affected the environment by it not being out there in nature the way it should have been? You know what I mean? That's a really good point. Yeah, because, you know, it's been so vilified and so grown in such small numbers for such a long period of time. Right. Could that have been part of the reason why everything has been out of whack is because I mean, it hasn't been as prominent as it always was. Yeah. I mean, look at the mass amounts of crops that they'll grow in a particular area now because they'll do mass farming where they grow like just shit tons of corn or shit tons of soybean in one area. That used to never happen. You used to have smaller farms. And now to be you know, profitable, these farms are, are growing like one crop and it's just gigantic fields of it. And animals in that area, like bees that forage, they don't have anything to forage except for corn, if that's all they're growing there, or soy. You know, it's not like they have options of some flowers, some different types of crops. It's just massive fields of these crops. So it's good to see that at least there's something new getting in, introduced into the environment. But, you know, isn't that crazy that the government subsidizes all the garbage food? Yeah. Soy and corn. That's and crazy. stuff like like hemp and, and cannabis, they're keeping illegal. Yeah. There's I mean, definitely got to be something to that with, like you said, the bees and the earth and the balance and you right. know, just us being all freaking out about everything. Like there's, this stuff all has to be interconnected somehow. Yeah, the mass growing of stuff, it just isn't good for the environment in general. It just it does things to the, to, the, to the soil, to the earth, to the animals. That's just not natural when you do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, an uphill, uphill battle for the bees. There's a lot of stuff going on. I actually even saw there was one show where, um, somebody put their bees out. Cause I guess if you have a bee, you know, all these bees, you actually rent them out to these farmers, um, to pollinate their crops. So what happens is you go, you drop them off, leave them there for like three weeks or whatever your contract is. And then you bring them back and you kind of move them somewhere else. So it's kind of good for the bees to get a variety. But um, every once in a while, somebody jacks somebody else's bees. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you jacked bee jacking. These are my bees now. Look at me. Look at me. These are my bees now. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, and then they catch them and they like, there's like huge fines on them, which is good. They like microchip the bees so they know they're yours. Yeah, I think they actually started doing that little GPS stuff on them. Wow. Because the, uh, the boxes that they drop off, they're like these things so that, they, you know, they collect the honey. And, uh, yeah, they, they chip them and they mark them and all sorts of stuff. That's, that's pretty crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, man. It'll, it'll be very cool to see where this goes. And that could just, you know, I, you can envision like in like 10 years, just mass fields of hemp growing, you know, in a lot of those areas that, you know, farmers are really hurting and seeing things just growing that probably weren't growing before because of, you know, these bees finally finding a, a plant they can pollinate that is making them happier and more abundant and then finding other plants that are nearby and pollinating them and just, just creating this, this powerful growth in those areas. Yeah. It is well, they possible. Say, they say natural bee honey is pretty healthy for you. So I, I would love to see like how, if it helps to have CBD in it too, you know, oh, like, yeah. cause if you ever had honey from like, I guess clover, clover honey from like, you know, or honey from bees that have uh, been around certain plants, like it, the flavor gets into the honey. Mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of cool to see, like you get the CBD in there, start to passing through in the honey. Yeah. It could be a, a new superfood. Yeah. I like it. Superfood. Let's go to ski news. Yes. Popping to the trees. You want, this, yeah, you want this first one? Yeah, I'll take the first one. Uh, this is coming up early, but Icon Pass just announced they go on sale for next year already on 3-5 on March. That's 5th. Tuesday, right? Yeah, that's like, that's craziness. That is so ridiculously early. So the Icon Pass, they're already starting. Do they have a price? Yeah, if you go to iconpass.com, I-K-O-N, of course, yeah. you all know that already. They have oh, there a listing. Is. Yeah. $649. Well, that's for the, the base one. That's the yeah. one that, that you get like uh, for certain hills, you get a limited number of days. Where if you get like the real full icon pass, I think it's. Um... Oh, yeah. So the icon base is 649 for an adult. Holiday blackout dates apply unlimited at 12 destinations and up to five at 25 destinations. Hmm. While the regular icon has no blackout dates unlimited at 14 and up to seven days at 23 destinations. Damn. But yeah, again, you really need to start planning where you want to go, what you're going to do before deciding which pass is the one for you. So can you buy it on the site? Cause I'm actually on there and I'm like, it wants me to get a uh, sign up for an account, but I'm like, I just want to know. What passes are for purchase? Oh, here it is. Well, it's not until next actually, week. Yeah, but you actually have to sign in to get stuff. Yeah, because what they're, they're, well, what they're doing here and what's available too, if you're already a 2018-2019 Icon Pass holder, you can log into your account and renew it through that and save 30 bucks if you do it before April 24th. Oh, wow. So you get it at that price minus 30 bucks. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of ways they're breaking this up. They have like a local pass, they have destination passes, they have like all different flavors of it. So well, I think Icon only has a couple different ones, right? They only have the two, the base and the uh full. No, they have uh this thing. Because Epic has the different ones. They have icon, then they have icon base, and they have destination, they have local passes. Oh, really? Yeah, so I think they might be expanding their different product lines based on. I don't know if that's new. Mm. Oh, they're not giving me the details. Come on. Oh, here we go. So like Mammoth. 
You can get local passes for these. Yeah, Mammoth June season pass. So they're saying unlimited access to Mammoth and June Mountain uh, all season. Um, no blackout. That's now complete. Uh, and then you also get Huh, so they're doing a local. Well, they're saying Icon Pass no longer available and Icon Base Pass is no longer available. Well, that's for 2018, 2019. Oh, that's so right. like this year's ones aren't available anymore, but they're starting to get ready next week to sell next year's ah, passes. So they're going to update their web store and have But a I think thing. you get spring skiing included this year if you get the new pass. Right, get it early. I th- think... Um, bup, 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 bup. let's see. Okay. So if you buy the pass on March 5th, you immediately get big bear blue mountain and snowshoe. And on April 8th, you get winter park, squaw, mammoth, crystal solitude, and tromblant. Tromblant will be closed by then, which so that's not right. That's kind of a dick move. Mammoth actually would be will be fine because they're already saying they're going to be open until at least Fourth of July. Nice. And as is one of our upcoming, well, we can even talk about it now. Squaw announced today that February of 2019 was the snowiest month ever that they've ever had. Wow! So they're going to be balls deep in snow probably through at least June. So. You know, there's a, this year, if you, if you're looking to pick up, well, you should have got the icon pass last year and you'd be golden right now because you got squad, you got mammoth, a bunch of yeah. other places. Cause those are the ones that are just getting just bombarded this year. But yeah, if you pick it up, even in after March 5th, um, I mean, it starts April 8th, but you can definitely get some serious spring runs in if you didn't get a pass this year and want to get one for next year. Nice. Yeah. I think it's, uh, the start of looking at what, what you're going to plan on doing next year. See, skiing so, never stops. People never think stops. there's like summer and there's a break. No, there's always something happening in the ski world. So think about this summer, we do Valley Nevada. We'll get that. We'll do Revelstoke next year. Killington, you get, right? Sugarbush, yeah. Snowshoe, you get all that. Um, where else are we going to go? Aspen Snowmass. How about that? Mm, I like it. See, here's the only problem is that our ski buddy, Nick, Mr. Epic Pass. See, this is what causes problems. This is what causes rifts. This actually destroys friendships because some it, people go Epic, some people go Icon. Hope you have a nice ski season. I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to go to the same places. Got to choose. That's as, what as happens. Friends. You know, that's what happens. It's terrible. Yeah, we're going to have to do a breakdown of this in a, in a very soon episode. So That'll be, so that's that like a good like April gets, thing. It's the details. Yeah, well, the passes are still discounted like in April. A discount. You got to do the comparison for people. So oh yeah, get the deets. Yeah, and then you got to start talking to your friends about. Look, man, don't don't dick me over and get you know your own pass without talking to me. Exactly. We need a plan. That's right. So you know we were kind of talking about how crazy the weather has been all over the the country the past week or so. One of the things since we're talking about Icon, one of the the mountains that's part of the Icon Pass is Sugarloaf up in Maine. There was a a picture, a tweet, a report this week that they have this massive um, 
communication tower at the top of Sugarloaf and it was toppled with the crazy wind that we had on the East coast. And yeah, this is a tweet from Tyler Southard, who is a meteorologist up in Maine. And he said that they recorded at the top of Mount Washington. So, you know, if you're doing Tuckerman's, that's where you're going in New Hampshire. They recorded a gust of wind, 171 miles per hour. Damn. On, what was that? Tuesday or that Monday? Monday. 171 miles an hour. That's a category five hurricane. That is nuts. Isn't that crazy? The way that thing bent, they got the picture. It is, it is terrifying looking. I mean, and they show, do you see the picture of it when it's, when it was normal? Like now, I mean, it's this giant, massive communication tower. And it looks then, like it melted and got just bent by somebody's hands, like yeah. giant's hands. Like some sort of like transformers, you know, Optimus like, prime got pissed off at it. Like Megatrons, like just bending communication towers in half or something. It's crazy. That's nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. The winds were so crazy here the last couple of days. Damn. Very crazy. All right. Um, so let's move on to eight basins. So story just came out um, of what really led eight basin to quit the Epic Pass cash cow. So they're talking about this and they're saying how eight basins revenue uh, under their, uh, their first eight years on Epic Pass increased 77%. So in terms of money, they revenue-based fee payments to the National Forest, uh, the fee payments increased, and then they spent a lot of money, you know, on on upgrades and stuff. And they were owned by Vail for a while, and then they were forced to sell because of antitrust issues. Um, and they became one of the first Epic Pass ski areas to do a partnership. Um, and they're saying right now, what would actually this year they announced that they're not going to become they're not going to be part of the Epic Pass any longer. And they're saying their big problem is parking. So parking, they said, is their pinch point. I think we've mentioned this before, speculating about how this is going to you know how these passes may um, kind of hinder or help or just cause different problems for some of these resorts. And it's really apparent in this when you look at. Um, a basin and, and the problem they're having with parking. So, you know, with the, these passes where people have access to some of these great areas, you know, on some of the very popular weekends and popular days, you're going to, you know, have problems with parking potentially. So um, this is uh, pretty interesting. I wonder if other uh, resorts are going to have a similar problem with parking. Um, you know, that that might start getting uncovered in the next few weeks or next, you know, few months. Yeah, that's, you know, they always have, you know, different deals are bureau buses or, you know, if you get like three or four people, they won't charge you. But, you know, people like just driving up and just parking and doing their thing. And yeah, you know, they're not going to put a parking garage in. They're not going to do underground parking or anything crazy like that. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of cool that A-Basin was... They were, they had enough uh, insight and the um, belief in the people who frequent the mountain to say, you know what, we don't need the Epic Pass anymore. We're going to do our own thing. And I really hope for them that it it works out because, you know, it's probably going to be better for the regulars there to have less people. That's for sure. Yeah, but you look at the deal that everybody's getting on these passes, right? So you're saying if everybody gets these passes, 
but they all decide to go to one resort because it's like badass. Like it's going to cause us problem at, at other resorts. So, you know, when you look at the good and the bad of the passes. Well, the big thing with a basin is, is it's like the, one of the first uh, mountains you get to out of Denver. So it's one of the easiest ones to get to. So, you know, if people just want to go and shoot out and get some turns in, that's probably where they're going to go because it's again, the easiest to get to from the metropolis. Yeah. I imagine popular holiday weekends are probably nuts. You can't even park. Yeah, exactly. He said, yeah, people are always getting turned away, you know, on a, on a busy week. Well, like we were talking about like somewhere like Stowe. So that's in Vermont. I wonder if they get in a shitload more people in town just, going there because it's part of one of the passes, you know, it's gotta be. Yeah. They're, they're definitely getting, you know, cause again, you know, some of those places, when you look at a place like Stowe, I mean, their lift tickets were what, 130 bucks or so. I mean, you know, yeah. how much is it now? It's even more, right? Uh, well, I think last time we went was 116. That was like two or three years ago and it's definitely gone up. Uh, I think their season pass is like two grand. Now, I don't know if the Epic Pass is unlimited. I mean, I think it must be. But, you know, if you're if that's your value proposition saying, oh, if I was buying a Stowe season pass for $2,000 or an Epic Pass for $1,000, you're like, wow, I just got a free $1,000. Exactly. You know, and if enough people decide that I'm saving $1,000 by doing this, you're going to get a lot more people. So, and... and is it good for the mountain? I'm sure because, you know, Vail's going to subsidize the mountain. They're going to pay for a lot of stuff. They're going to do capital improvements. People there are instead of, you know, going, oh man, I dropped 130 bucks on a lift ticket. I'm going to bring my own lunch. They're going to go, well, you know what? If I come 10 days, I'm already up 300 bucks. I'll go spend 30 bucks on lunch and not care about it multiple times. So the mountain's going to make money that way. So yeah, it's going to, it may cause some problems in some of these areas though. Like, so just like this parking thing, I mean, what about people flooding a town that's really not built out to handle, you know, the, the, the drawn restaurants and lodging and stuff like that. You're gonna, it's going to have other potential problems, I would imagine. I'm wondering if we're going to see that recorded because that, that's kind of interesting, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, one thing too is, and I, I mentioned it in my, uh, again, as I talk about it again, the blog post about Vale and Beaver Creek, you know, the economy is, is, is doing well now, but it's been doing well for a while. And are we due for a downturn soon? Again, I'm not an economist. I don't know shit about anything. I'm drinking Charles Shaw wine and pontificating right now, but you know, when the economy, when it slows Chuck down, Shaw talking right now, yeah, this is Chuck talking, but you know, when the economy does slow down, are these, is there, this is probably one of the first things that's going to, see a, a cutback in usage and ridership because, you know, it's one of the first things that people, well, most people we do, most people don't need skiing. You know, that's what they'll be like, well, you know what? We'll just go local. We won't go on a ski trip. We'll just go to the beach this summer. Right. Um, so I, that seems like this is one of the first things that would suffer. I remember back in like 08, 09, that was, that's what happened. I mean, things were a lot slower at the mountains and a lot of the mountains were affected by it. So I think, Things are good now and are still good. Um, when they're not as good, I, I really wonder if these places can still charge all they're charging for lift tickets and passes and if it's going to be sustainable. But Yeah, it's going to be different. Definitely. It's got to be, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to... 
this is going to cause it's going to cause good and bad effects. I think it's going to initially be bad experiences that's going to lead to good stuff and improvements at a lot of these places. But it's also going to be a big financial draw on these big parent companies that need to make those improvements. Yeah, so especially, we're going to have to see. especially when you have like a veil, which is the public traded company, and they have to disclose all of their, you know, their numbers and their financials. You know, you see how many things they sold and how how is that going to change when things slow down? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So here's another, here's a bummer of a story and it's, it's sort of ski related, but we put it in the ski news. It's from motherboard.vice.com and it's that toxic black snow is covering towns in Siberia. Damn, this is nasty. Black snow. And it looks like yeah, kind of post-apocalyptic as it says in the article. And it's a result of open coal pits in the Kuzbaz Basin which is home to 2.6 million people and sits on one of the world's largest coal reserves spanning 10,000 square miles. The residents of the towns of Proka, Pievsk, Kisel, Yovsk, and Leninsk, Kuznetsky. I'm, I'm laughing because in the sidebar, I'm looking at this article. They got like a fucking Chipotle commercial running at the same time. Oh, man. Look at these nasty pictures and seeing Chipotle. Speaking of brown snow. <laughs> um, so they've been posting surreal footage of grayscale snowdrifts, trees, and icicles to social media. Is this real? The best thing is that last year, like this is Crazy. the most Russian thing ever. Because last year, Russian authorities tried to conceal the black snow in the town of Maisky with white paint. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do? I just put the white paint on. Just paint snow white. It it's be snow white. It so go the, away. It said the ruse was exposed when a woman touched the snow only to find her paint covered in paint, the Moscow Times reported. Oh, uh, you know, the people were probably so happy. Like, look, snow is white today. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. There's, there's always cold dust in the air. So it's this open air coal mine that, so what happens? They mine it and just it all just aerates? I I guess so. That's nasty, man. So you're breathing that in. You're talking like iron lung, black lung disease, which I thought was like eliminated in like the early 1900s. It's crazy. Yeah. They're saying that that area has abnormally high rates of tuberculosis, cerebral palsy, and certain cancers compared to other parts of Russia. And that life expectancy in the region is wow, three that's to the four uh, years benefit shorter. of having it. Yeah. Life expectancy is three to four years shorter than the average in the country. So now so in the North Appalachian North Antelope Rochelle coal mine in the Powder River Basin of Wyoming, US is currently the world's largest coal mine by reserve. Estimated no to contain more than 2.3 billion tons of recoverable coal as of 2012. This is old. Hmm. That's crazy, man. And my first thought when I saw this, I was like, I wonder if like Deer Valley would ever like have their own, you know, like bespoke oh colored snow. You know, ah. like, oh, we're gonna have green snow today. And like just you know, have a whole run just full of like green snow or you know It'd be great like Viagra snow. Viagra snow, <laughs> that could be a big one, right? Or just weed snow. Have yeah, weed infused snow. Damn, we're going to go and chill. That. that would be like an event. You have like weed snow for like the weekend. Right. That could be a fun one. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day with the green snow, right? Green weed snow, man. <laughs> Imagine like looking up the mountain and just being like, 
Oh, yeah, all the trails are white, and the way that there's one that's green. I mean, why yeah. is everybody on it? Why is everybody stopped on it? Just yeah, hanging out. Stop. Yeah. They don't even know where they're at, man. They're high as fuck right now. But this could be, you know, again, this is a, a bad thing with the coals, obviously. But there's possibly ways that they can take this and turn it into a positive. Like, is there ways to infuse positive dusts into the snow to make it more you know, resilient, perhaps have a higher melting temperature or actually you'd want a lower melting temperature. So it wouldn't melt no, higher. So, so it wouldn't melt to like, imagine you could put some sort of chemical in the snow so that it doesn't melt till it's like 60 degrees. Well, then you're talking about like seed in the snow or something like that, right? That's what I'm, I'm talking about playing God. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, you don't want to fuck up the animals and stuff. That's you got to make sure it's like maybe jello. Maybe you put jello in the snow. <laughs> jello. Is this, but isn't jello actually from uh, like bone marrow of cows? I think so. You I mean, got cows. A, cows are dying all the time. That's what gelatin's from. It's from uh, cow cow bone marrow. And and Bill Cosby creeping things out. You get have Bill Cosby snow. People getting roofied out, just passing out on mountains. <laughs> I think we're just, we're not, we haven't fully found the right kind of snow hybrid mixes that are possible is what we're saying. You know, what's so disgusting about this. There's such a concentration of this shit that the snow falls black. Can you imagine in the summer? It's just got to be in the air. It's got to be everywhere. Ugh. It's oh, yeah, just up. like, you're going to rain black down there too. Yeah. Ugh. It's so nasty. Ah, talk about detrimental human health. I mean, that's like a living freaking living hell right there. It really is. And two million people there? It's crazy. Way to go, Putin. You prick. Putin prick. That was Mario talking. Brian. Yeah, that's right. Brian Brian respects comrade Putin and his efforts. Come at me, bro. Come at me. (laughs) (laughs) Come at me, bro. I respect your hockey skills that you score six goals a game. Against professionals see, at 65 years old. When was the last time that douchebag uh, played hockey again? He's a master judo, master of judo. There's, uh, there's nothing he can't do. I got to send you this. They have a YouTube of him playing hockey. And they're like, nobody's even trying against Putin when he plays <laughs> hockey. That's what you think. He's just <laughs> that good that people are just rendered useless. They just let him do whatever the hell he wants. What do you get, like 10 goals when he was like 60? Against, against like, like professionals. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fucking way. I would love Putin. to see Trump play hockey. Oh, Trump versus Putin. <laughs> right? Like a one on one hockey match. Oh, that would be a, a match of egos that you couldn't match, man. And the most tremendous goalie ever. I'm not only a goalie, I'm also, I score all the goals and I play goalie. It's really <laughs> pretty amazing how tremendous I am. I would love everything. to see just the, the shit talking press conference. That would be great. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, I'm sending it to you. You got to watch that later. It's pretty funny. I think I've seen that clip, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I would love to see him just get fucking boarded by somebody. Be like, that's it, Putin. I've had enough of you. Lay down. Fucking ride him up against the boards. Be like, that's right, bitch. Well, his um, his daughter, I think, is is a gymnast, right? And I think there was, they were, there was some sort of meme going around where it was saying that, you know, like those, um, I don't know if it's, uh, cheerleading or gymnastics or ice skating, something where there's like male, female, you know, the guy's like chucking the girl and the girl's got to land. And the guy's got to catch her. One of those, those sports. And they were saying the dude who has to catch Putin's daughter must have the most gigantic balls of anyone on the planet. 
because he drops her. He's going right to this freaking town. Just drop that. Just eating black snow. Just drop her on the ice. Yeah. There you go, Putin. And you look at Putin be like, that's it. I got you, man. Yeah. Look at me. This is my country now. <laughs> you think like his hand slips, he grabs her on the ass and he gets like smacked around after? Probably a little bit. Yeah. So what does she do? She just does like Putin stuff. She's like a Putinette. She just, yeah, just Putin-esque things every day. Putinesca. Putinesca. Pasta Putinesca. Pasta Putinesca. <laughs> I'll have a pasta Vladimir Putinesca. <laughs> extra borscht. Extra, extra coal in there. Can I get some extra coal? Do you have a little, can I sprinkle it on? I wonder if they go out instead of pepper, they got like a coal grinder. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, it's like in your salad dressing. Ah, damn. It's got little bits in there. That's nasty. Little bits. Little bits. You know what would be cool is a freaking TGR movie just skiing on this shit. Just like, right? wow, we're skiing the freaking black snow, man. Yeah. Is there you anything more extreme than black snow? Dude, we were in the hospital for two weeks after, but it's totally worth it. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> man, nasty. Shredding fresh black pow. Ah. Uh, just behind somebody and they got like the uh, twin tips on just Ugh. pouring freaking crap on you. And you're like, woo, it all goes in your mouth. You're like, ah, you got me in your eyes. Like you can't see. Like melts oh, it's your, melts the goggles. Oh. oh, can you imagine the, the, the freaking doctor's visit after? Sorry, mm. sir. We're going to have to put you down. All right. So next up we got in the good old USA. Flagstaff, Arizona, sets an all-time snow record as a major snow snowstorm buries the southwestern U.S. So um, on Wednesday, the storm began, and it spread a disruptive cover of snow all, all along the northern Sierra Nevada, including the Donner Summit. Uh, mm, makes me hungry. Uh, California was shifting over the interior southwestern United States. So they're saying... Um, Wow, even even parts of the valley around Las Vegas picked up four inches of snow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they were showing that there was um, snow on the strip for the first time in like a decade or so. Uh, so you mean those guys with the baseball cards or the girls were like, they weren't out for a while? Do they still and, do that? Like I've been I in know. Vegas in like, I don't know, like 10 years or so. It's been about that long for me. That was the funniest thing. I was like, I was joking around with people. I was like, you know, your nephew's going to pick up like these cars. But like, look, are you going to trade a, uh, you know, a candy for a Barbie? Cinnamon for a, uh, yeah. <laughs> like trading cards. I got the whole team, you know. That was one of the weirdest things that, I, yeah, I think my first trip to Vegas, uh, that kind of surprised me too, because I had no idea. Yeah, the, the little, those little guys like with the trading cards of all the girls you could just call up. Dude, I thought they were homeless guys handing shit out. And I was like, <laughs> get the fuck away from me. And then I realized, I'm like, no, they're paid to like give out these cards of like hookers on the strip. I'm like, what the? Um, I don't like that term hookers. That's that's very offensive. And it's... Whores. You like whores? They're, um, they're, Would you they're, say it's like a Russian whore? There's some hardworking ladies trying to trying to get that rent. That's true. Trying there's to some pay ladies that rent. Trying to make some rent. It's hard, to, out, it's hard out there for a hooker. Waiting for a little... Uh, Robert Kraft. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. There you go. Bean town. Come on, man. Now, if you were, if you're Robert Kraft, on, shouldn't you be going to like a really fancy, like, like <laughs> high fleiced, like massage parlor? 
I don't know. You know this was going to come out, this thing. It's the only and, thing I know where, I was talking about. And what state did it happen in? Florida. Florida. Of course it was Florida. Where else is it going to happen? <laughs> Man. Someone just could not keep their mouth shut. That's the problem. I wonder if he tucked in like a couple hundred dollar bills like around his wang. So like it's like sticking out. I'll leave here a little happy. What are you yeah. thinking? Yeah. Like, yeah. what a little narc. Like, wouldn't you just take the money and be like, all right, you know what? Let's see what I can do for old balls over here. Old balls. I wonder if his ball hair is as white as his hair on his head. Probably. I, I wasn't prepared to think about that. But. Think he's clean shaven? What do you think? They said they have it all on video, which is pretty funny. Well, up. like the whole thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> he they do play at Gillette Stadium. So oh, I would think, boom, boom. I would think you have a finely shorn scrotum. Dude, if you own Gillette, wouldn't you fucking be totally shaved like a seal? <laughs> Total. Oh, I've, all the time. I support the brand. Yeah, right? You I have a just, whole crew of shavers. You can't have hair. You gotta fucking shave everything. You know, Everybody like on in, the team. Entire Patriots. Remember ball. like in, in Westworld, like when they, you know, like the little, the beginning of the show, they show like the person kind of on that circle. So their arms and legs yeah. are stretched out. I'd have one of those and have people just around <laughs> to like shave all the, bit, the nooks and crannies. Dude, Gronkowski would be like shaving and fucking Tide Pods. That's his diet. And of course, you know, like Gronk had like the biggest boner the whole time. <laughs> I'm eating Tide Pods while they shave me. Thanks, boss. He's like, they cut me again, but I don't care. I just got this boner. Can't do anything uh, about it. <laughs> you think Robert Kraft is at a party? He's like, all right, send in the girls. <laughs> Shavers. Happy endings for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'd have like have it on his staff? I don't understand somebody of that wealth, Robert Kraft, and that much secrecy that he needs. He couldn't get like you know some really high class like delivery of some masseuse that likes to do go the extra mile like to his house or something you like think that. He'd know a private cottage or something. He'd have a, he'd know a gal, right? Well, she'd I, have a private island like now, David Copperfield. I'm not saying it's right, but if you're at that level of wealth, like, can't you just like get rid of people, you know, after stuff like that, like you have her take care of the business and she's never heard from again. Godfather she, two style. She, she, Godfather <laughs> two style. she had no family. Yes. Like you just, <laughs> again, it's horrible. I would, I wish I, even if I had that level of wealth, I would never do this, but just she's never heard from again after a certain indiscretion. Think about it. It makes life a lot easier. That's crazy. Right? At that level yeah. of wealth, you think that shit doesn't happen? So I looked at SI and I looked at Wall Street Journal and they all have pictures of this place that he went to. And I'm like, this is like in a strip mall. I'm like, dude, you couldn't go to like a fancy place. Well, that's the funny thing about it. Yeah. It's like this, like, <laughs> it's like next to like a, like a burrito place. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a no name burrito place. Like too. a dry like cleaner next up. to it. It's like, Really? Damn, this is where you're bro. going? That's where that's the place that you want to have your junk knocked around? It's weird. Loose lips sink ships. We all know <laughs> this. <laughs> that's crazy, man. It's like on like a yeah, like a highway. What's great is they, they caught like um the boyfriend of like an LPGA player also. And it's like, what? Like 
so Jupiter is like a, a very fancy area. It's on the West Coast, just north of West Palm, I believe. It's East Coast. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, East Coast, uh, north of West Palm. Very fancy. A lot of celebrities have houses there and stuff like that. So um, I guess it might look like crap, but it's in a fancy area. So I don't know. Weird. Very weird. The other side of the tracks. That was kind of a crazy tangent we just went on. <laughs> you know that was going to come out. I couldn't. I couldn't bottle it up. I know. I did like that though. That was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, but see, there is definitely an arc there. We talked about skiing in the Southwest and Vegas getting snow, and then the little cards with the girls to Robert Kraft. This, so we can actually see how we got there. To a massage, I like to go on a ski vacation, and you know, you got your rest day, massage out the legs, and oh, give me the Robert Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> craft me, sweetheart. <laughs> this dick's not going to craft itself. To- <laughs> what was the um? Who was who was like the one like the singular masseuse that was available? When we were in Ishkel. There was like the one guy. Oh, in Ishkel. Hey, I got what massaged by a guy. It was all right. Wasn't it? But it was like he was like super like German dude, right? Oh, Klaus. 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 Dude, Klaus. I got massaged by Klaus. He's like Klaus. Could you craft me? Correction, <laughs> Klaus. How about the how about the old Robert Kraft? By sure, I will give you the Robert Kraft. My pleasure, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Needless to say, I couldn't look Klaus in the eye the rest of the trip. Yeah, big Klaus. It's going to be okay, dude. I had a massage from him. That was fucking great. It's going to be okay. I gotta say that was a good massage class. See, I went. To, we went to the fancy hotel and got the the couple's massage, and I had probably the hottest masseuse I've ever had. But she, <laughs> did, a she, she did the shittiest <laughs> job ever. Like she was just like, like, uh, like barely even trying because she's like, I'm just so like, hot. Okay. Doesn't matter. Do you want me to knock your junk around? <laughs> like Andrea was like actually like pissed off at me. Like she's like, I fucking hate you. I'm like, I didn't pick her. Like they just gave her to me. <laughs> She's like, you know what? Mentally, you picked her, didn't you, you bastard? Like, of course. Of course. Of course, in my mind, I was like, yes. Yeah. And then she gave you a shitty massage. And you're like, God damn it. I wish I had Klaus. I know. Klaus would have uh, would have taken Klaus care of business. Klaus was good, man. He's like right in there. It was like. <laughs> my, my glutes are so tight, Klaus. Oh, my groin, Klaus. I think I, <laughs> I, I, think I pulled my groin. <laughs> He's like, he, he treated me so tender. He had such a nice touch. Like I could fix. <laughs> no, he was really good. I got to say Klaus was pretty good. He, had the, he was right the hands in there. I had this lady. She was like, she looked like my grandma. She was like that kind of age. One of the strongest, best massages in, um, shit, where the hell was it? Oh, in Italy. When I broke my shoulder, Ooh. I had this fucking giant bruise around my whole arm. And I'm getting a massage. I'm like, it's probably probably not a good idea to touch this. I told her, and I fell asleep. Fell asleep right on the table. Wow. She didn't know she, like, she was like six. Oh yeah, she was. Oh, she was ready to go. But she was like at the end of the massage. I was like dead asleep because I was just exhausted. And she's like pushing me to wake me up, but she was afraid to wake me up. I'm like, oh shit. Put me right asleep. It was good. Is that like your move? You're like, what is she gonna do if I don't wake up? <laughs> Just keep massaging until he wakes massaging. up. You need to pretend you're asleep. <laughs> the four-hour massage. Yeah, just keep going. Keep going. I want a four-hour for the price of one. <clears throat> All right, so talking about crazy weather, and we kind of, you know, you mentioned some California stuff. And we mentioned earlier about Squaw being, uh, having the snowiest month ever. They were actually closed on Tuesday. 
the 26th what? because of high winds and high avalanche danger. Damn. Winds were blowing up to as high as 94 miles an hour in the morning. And the avalanche danger was as high uh, at and above the tree line in the Tahoe area. They said the newest snow was kind of wet and heavy. Um, they had gotten 22 inches of snow in 24 hours and it hadn't stopped snowing all day. Damn, it must have been just waiting of avalanche. Yeah, they said they, um, a natural avalanche came down across Alpine Meadow Road around 10.45 a.m. and closed the road for an hour or so before the debris was cleared and the road was reopened. You know, it's funny, like, you know, when you think about an avalanche and you haven't seen, like, what it leaves behind, because, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there like, oh, yeah, I want to be an avalanche, but you've never seen, like, an avalanche just like debris field you're like that's a shit ton of of like snow that got moved in like a few seconds like that is terrifying you oh know? yeah oh yeah we, we like imagine like multiple snow plows pushing snow in your direction that's really what it is and it, it seems so like oh it's just snow it's light it's fluffy like these people just have no clue but you see after like they're like oh close the a road what did it do just sprayed a little snow it's like no it's probably like a foot or two like instantly put across the road like mm-hmm. that's a lot of snow you know like that's a small one or it's like people throwing like bags of like if, if there was a machine that threw bags of cement at you that's yeah. what it would be like yeah that's exactly crazy yeah yeah that's like the one a few weeks like ago thousands so. of them like thousands of bags of cement at you at once all at once just coming right at you yeah crazy all right, next up, we got a cool product. So RST, uh, Snowtech, um, Ross Snowtech, they came out with a new snowboard binding that directly converts into a snowshoe. This um, is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You found this on, I don't know how you found this, but uh, I have my it's waist. pretty cool. Heavy ways. My waist. Um, so <clears throat> they, um, the convert, um, so they mirrored something in aerospace engineering, adopting the mechanics of satellites. The transition from snowboard binding to snowshoe can be achieved in 30 seconds or less by releasing the high back to fold flat behind the heel and flipping the toe extension from beneath the base plate. Um, and there's no additional equipment. So that's pretty cool. So it can instantly get you to transition. And that's pretty neat, especially for a snowshoe. Like, yeah it's cool because again it takes 30 seconds to do it and there's no tool so you just kind of like flip and fold different pieces of your binding so again if you're going in the country or if you're in a crazy traverse like you know you know for snowboarders it's always like a big ordeal if they have to uh well instead of skinning right what are they going to do so this is the only option probably unless you have a split board which that's a whole nother you know, complication here. This is, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. You can strap your board on your back and you can actually just start snowshoeing. So if you're in heavy snow, you're not going to get stuck. That's pretty neat. It's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, this is from, uh, like I said, RST and they, uh, they're sold out and they're coming in the fall, but I, I wonder if this is going to, you know, kind of change the way all bindings are made. Oh, it should help for backcountry people, especially. Well, look, look at ski bindings. There's a lot of ski bind. Well, boots especially are going to the um, multi where you have the walk mode uh, for hiking, yeah, and and skiing, but also the uh, um, the 
you know, the traverse bindings are coming more popular too. They have a better system for that. So it's good. It's like the whole industry is moving towards something better for everybody. Yeah. More versatility seems to be um, the big one. Even like for snowboarders, like there's a lot of people that we see in the backcountry that have the, uh, the, um, the foldable poles, you know, the the ones that telescope in and out. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll take them out and be like, all right, you got to traverse and just start using. I have the new pair that I got are like that. They have the uh, adjustability. Yeah, they're super cool. I love them. Nice. Yeah. I think it seems cool. like such a simple thing, you know, like such a. Especially a, for a, traveling and if you don't need them all the time, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just nice, nice having that feature, you know, that ability to to change it up if you need to. Yeah. So this is a kind of a disturbing story with a with a happy ending, fortunately. But a girl falls from chairlift in Park City, and parents say it would be a different story if she did not have a helmet on. Damn. So this was at Park City Resort in Utah. They say an eight-year-old girl um, oh, fell from a lift girl. on Saturday. And they said, you know, the family said the daughter has been skiing hundreds of times, but a medical condition caused her to fall off the lift. Um, her, the girl's name is Sailor. Her, she recently started having seizures and that's what her parents say happened when she was on the ski lift. And there's someone had a GoPro going like when it happened. At least like after she fell, she fell 30 feet and the video shows the girl lying there on hard packed snow. And the person who, you know, watched her fall said she wasn't even moving at first. And they said it didn't look like she was breathing. Who's the guy that watched her fall? Uh, Brian, Brian Bosworth, the boss. You know what? I, that's, that's funny. Yeah, Brian Bosworth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if it was the Brian Bosworth. Uh, of his B-movie 80s uh movie legend fame did you ever watch that brian and the boz on uh 30 for 30 uh uh, no i didn't that's a really good one i'd highly recommend that one because like um, he had like this bad boy persona and it was like they had all these like uh shirts like trashing bosworth like all like rival teams like denver and they were showing that the company that were making those t-shirts like trashing bosworth was bosworth's company Oh, really? Yes, he was making like bank off of uh, trashing himself. Ah, that's funny. But anyway, so the story, they're saying the the mother actually watched her fall and like just was on the lift and couldn't do anything. Uh, I I couldn't even imagine what that must have been like. Uh, But they're showing... Well, good thing she didn't jump and like fracture something too, because that would be... Seriously, right? Even more, like even worse. Yeah, they said the the helmet was... uh, (laughs) was dented and there was like a major compression in the foam layer. Right now. So she survived the fall. They said she got a long list of injuries, including a compression fracture in her spine. Mm. But they said that, you know, she's likely to make a full recovery and will hopefully be going home soon. So, I mean, she's eight, so she's still growing, which is going to help. She's you know? malleable at that age, yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, she got hurt at that age, but fortunate for her with all the injuries, hopefully everything will heal up. Oh, it's like I couldn't even imagine what that must be like for a parent watching their kid just, you know, go into a seizure and then just fall off of a chairlift. That's like one oh, of the worst things imagine. That's terrifying. Yeah. So Absolutely terrifying. Oh, so Sailor, get well soon. It's horrible to think about. All I want to know is if she had some C- CBD, would she have seizures? Just saying. That's a great question, actually. 
Good question. Park City. Utah. 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 You high on your horse, Mormons. Golden tablets in friggin' Utah. Gold tablets? Talk about gold digger. That's a good segue into the next story. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> Gwyneth is back. Gwyneth is back, and she is found filing. We talked about the Utah man that blamed her for a skiing accident. Now she's taking things into her own hand, firing a counterclaim, seeking one dollar in symbolic damages. She will not go quietly into the night. So, yeah, she's going to probably spend a few thousand dollars, which is chump change to her, to get a symbolic action filed against this man that that sued her for um that's the same that's like what the dukes would do in trading places right (laughs) that's right ruin their life for one dollar for one dollar um yeah so this this i don't know when we read the whole details of the other guy what what did he say he broke 21 ribs Ribs, but only have 14 ribs Yeah, like 26 ribs, he broke almost all of them, or 28, whatever it was. He found, he found new ribs Freaking, that he didn't think he had that he could break. So broke his face, broke. his leg, like what? Like threw himself all over everything, and uh, was suing her. What was what was he saying that she was going skiing out of control or something like yeah. that? Out of control. That was the claim. And then the, apparently her instructor gave like a like a fake, like filled out like a fake uh, incident report. Yeah, but the thing that we both called out was he was uphill from Paltrow. Mm-hmm. If you're uphill, you got to watch the shit that you're doing. Yeah. Doesn't matter, man. Yeah, it says so. the counterclaim, Paltrow was skiing with her family when Sanderson, who was uphill from Paltrow, plowed into her back, and she sustained a, quote, full body blow. Body blow, body blow. Yeah. Think of Tyson. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're uphill, you got to watch the people downhill. So she basically got run into, and this dude is saying, "I hit every, <laughs> I broke my my face on everything." Well, this is the, I think the there's two parts of this that I love, and the part is one first part is that the suit states Paltrow was angry with Sanderson and said so, and that Sanderson apologized. She said she was so shaken up by the encounter she quit skiing for the day, even though it was still morning. Wow. What a See, that's, of courage. That's worth the, the dollar in damages. Yeah. And the other part of it that I love is that, um, so they must have dug deep. So there was a document in this countersuit that states Sanderson had told a doctor a few weeks prior to the crash, he had, quote, gotten old all of a sudden, and that a year before that he had told a doctor he was blind in his right eye. Jesus. Oops. Oops. Not I didn't, I, didn't, I really didn't see you there. They're just like digging through all this stuff. They're probably like paying off the doctor being like, uh, he said this, right? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah, he said, I'll sign off. He was a, Two million Robert. bucks wired in Bitcoin. Can't be traced. Perfect. All right. He was with Robert Kraft. <laughs> I saw him. He came. He, he played golf with Robert Kraft too. Yeah. Damn. So. This story yeah. is so, this is the most Deer Valley story ever. Hey, you know, she got run into. I, I kind of agree with her that she got run into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bullshit, this, guy, this guy's just a uh, a gold digger. Out of control gold digger. Yeah. Gold digging. So we're on your side, Gwyneth. Stephenpodcast.com. Just saying. That's right. I, I'm with Gwyneth. Hashtag me too. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag my struggle too. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's, uh, yeah, he's gold digging. He's struggling. He's probably can't pay his bills and he's hustling. And uh, 
which is the perfect segue into the main topic. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, I was talking about how we were just in Vail a few weeks ago and mingling with the folks who are the opulence, the $600 a night plus hotels, the half loon. Buying the $100 sweatshirts to go show off to their stupid friends they don't even like when they go home. Um, and you know what? You come back to real life and you got to you gotta hustle and grind and, and scrape by sometimes. You know, I had some unfortunate home expenses that came up in the past mm. few weeks. Right in the middle of ski season. Right in Way the to middle. Go. Good damn ski season. And... I had to shell out almost $10,000 for things that I can't even enjoy because Dang. they're not enjoyable. A roof and a boiler are not enjoyable. They're just things you can that ski off your roof exist. though. You can ski off of that thing. If really I lived, want. if I lived in Squaw Valley, I certainly could. That's right. I don't think, I don't think where I currently am would, would yield such positive results. Plus two, part of the reason I had to get my roof redone is because of the, how narrow the pitch is. Uh, I don't even want to fucking talk about my goddamn roof. What I want to talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about ways that you can save some money and make some money during ski season because um, there are lots of ways to do it. All right. What do you got? So here's my big one. Well, there's actually, they're all big ones, but this one, this is the, the most fun one of them all. A lot of places, whether you're in a ski town or you're in an urban area, small town a lot of places have different deals on different nights like for going out for dinner you know like they'll be like oh and i partook in one of these this week monday night this was in in hoboken new jersey i'm gonna call i'm i'm giving them a shout out court street one of the best restaurants in hoboken 24 dollar prime rib night monday night damn you get a giant piece of prime rib you get sides, you get a super salad, 24 bucks. That's a deal. Find me a prime rib that good anywhere else for that price. So that's a way, because again, you're buying that on a Friday night, you're spending at least 45, 50 bucks. That's true. true. You need half of it, you keep the rest for lunch, which is exactly what I did. And it was two glorious meals for 24 bucks. Very so cool. And a lot of places, especially in ski towns, they always have those deals. And especially on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, because that's when, you know, it's mostly just the locals. So they right. always have some sort of hookup. So look out for those and then just make your own food on the weekends whenever all the other uh, the dummy tourists are out. Well, that's why it pays. Like if you're going to get a place, get something with a, um, a little kitchenette. Oh, yeah. Definitely make breakfast. I mean, you got to save a little money on a ski trip. Um, I got one that I thought about when we were talking about skiing and tripping before and stuff like that. So bump share, everybody has like, you know, you got to develop your network of friends and this is important. Something you got to start. This is, this is what it takes to be social, to know a bunch of people, meet people on ski trips, meet people throughout your life, keep in touch with them because you know, you'll have a ski share house or a ski house or a place to stay and you'll let somebody bum with you and you know how you save money with other people as well you know that's a big you, one you give it out you get it back somebody has a share house but hey dude can i just crash in the share house maybe on the cheap maybe on the free you never know I mean, and you know what if it's your buddy's house like he owns it maybe sneak 20 bucks on the couch 
just drop it in there. And that's a little love bomb because they're going to be cleaning out the couch one day and they're like, Whoa, 20 bucks. And you know what? They might know, or they might not know it was from you, but you'll know that you dropped that little love bomb on them. And that's a beautiful thing. Just like you dropped that deuce right in there. Also be a good, be a good guest. You got to bring stuff up, bring up some, you know, some skirt steak marinated when you show up, some beer, some little bit of bourbon, whiskey, whatever you got, you make a good impression. You get invited back next time. And that's, that's, that's a huge faux pas. If you don't bring something and you're just crashing, that's a good way to, yes, that's a good way to never get invited back. That's right. You want to get invited back. You bring something baller. You're like, shit, you let me stay for free. I'm gonna bring something really good. They're gonna be like, damn, that was, they, they remember it. They don't know why, but they're like, I gotta have that motherfucker back again. Yep, indeed. <laughs> and that's another th- a good point. If you're talking about liquor and you mentioned it earlier, if you got a Costco nearby that serves or sells liquor, that's a great place to pick up some booze a little cheaper than than most other places you'd find it. Or 7-Eleven Vermont. They have good prices sometimes. <laughs> this is you true. You can scout them out. But, but I think Costco's are a little more prevalent than 7-Elevens in Vermont. So Yeah, yeah. A little more universal. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of wine this week. It was good. Get some good deals. Another big one too is if you have a sellout corporate job like Mario and I currently do, mm. one positive thing is certain companies have um, access to this Plum Benefits Yep, and they offer a ton of really good lift ticket deals all over North America. Plum benefits um, and tickets at work. Tickets at work. Yeah, and you can get the deal. So, like you were talking about Costco, you got that deal for <clears throat> Killington three lift tickets for a cheap deal, right? Well, it used to be better this year because of the RFID and they jacked the prices up. It ended up being like two forty nine for a three. Three day, like unlimited. You could you could break it up however you wanted it, but it's three separate individual lift tickets. Fourteen twenty one eight. So about eighty eighty something bucks, right? Yeah. Per, but which plum which, benefits the tickets at work, you got cheaper, right? So yeah, plum benefits, it ended up being if you went midweek, it was like sixty one a ticket. Yeah. And I think weekends were like seventy two. So it was like significantly cheaper to do plum and, benefits. And they had the weekday ticket, right? Which is, they had, I think, blackout dates applied. And then they had the anytime weekend ticket, no blackouts on it too. So if you're going on a holiday, it's totally, it's even more worth it because there's no blackout on it. Yeah. And the nice thing is, even if you don't have a corporate gig, you definitely know someone or have a family member that can hook you up. And yeah, Yeah, it doesn't really matter who gets it. You can just... Just use it. Yeah. Best part is you buy it online. You buy it the day of while you're going out there on your phone and you could actually send it to a buddy because it's transferable. So you could send it to somebody just to use. And once they use it, it's gone. But like you buy it for somebody and just freaking, there you go. I just sent it to you in the morning while you're going up to ski or where you're getting ready to go out. It's nice. Yeah. It's super easy. It's a, a really good way to get some discounted lift tickets. You used to be paying the ass. You used to have to print it out but they had like 60 bucks. Like it, it was a good deal. It was, it was always a good deal, but you used to have to print it out and bring it up. Now it's, everything's on the phone. You just email it and you can show it on the phone and you're good. They scan it. Super easy. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to do it. Um, another one that we've been doing a lot lately is a uh, Facebook marketplace. So the nice thing about it, well, 
I guess it's a, it's a positive and negative is that wherever you are located, it uses your, the GPS on your phone as a range to, to buy and sell things. And it's nice, you know, we've had some issues with our microwave. We've actually purchased two used ones in the past two months because the first $20 one we bought died. Uh. Luck, luckily, we found the, so that, that one was, it was older. Uh, I think it was a Kenmore. It was white which was fine. 20 bucks. We found when that one died, we got, we found another one. It was a little more, it was like 60, but it was the same model, but it was Chrome, like nice. uh, the polished, you know, polished steel, whatever, which was nicer. I'm like, this is great. And it's so far knock on wood. It's been like three weeks and it's been in and it's still working, which is always good. But uh, yeah, I mean, a new microwave is going to be at least two to 300. Cause one of those like above the range ones. That's so, sweet. You know, if you can find, you know, some things that you would normally have to pay full price for that you don't really mind getting used or, you know, whatever you, you can, you can save some bucks there. And let's do, if you have stuff that you want to get rid of Facebook marketplace is awesome for that. We've sold, like if you go in your basement or closets or whatever, you can definitely find some crap that you don't need or don't want. And again, if you can just, if you have old shelving units or, you know, sports, you know, some jerseys or even ski gear or something, there's so much, it's unreal what people will buy. You, right. You'll never know. Like we sold, like Andrea sold some old purses. Like she sold an old watch. Um, she'd received a, the stupidest gift ever from, <clears throat> I'm not even going to say, it was like a Harley Davidson jacket. No, she nice. doesn't have a Harley. She's never wanted a Harley, but she sold this jacket for like 200 and something dollars. It was brand new, a brand new leather, like Harley jacket. Um, so yeah, there's always crap you can sell around your house. And if you can just, cause how much, how much shit do you really need? I mean, I'm looking at my, I'm in the basement now recording this and I'm looking at all this crap that I have. Like I definitely can sell more stuff, picture frames, poster frames. Yeah. Um, There's so much stuff and there's always people looking for that. And if you make 10, 50, hundred bucks here and there, it can buy for your lift tickets. It can buy you dinners. It can get you drinks. It can pay for gas. Like there, there's a lot of different ways. And then of course, like eBay always is, is another one that you can, if you, if you're willing to, you know, if you want to, not do it locally and you want to have the ability to, to send it out to people. That's always right. an option too. Well, here's the thing. So Facebook marketplace is so broad, right? Cause there's such a huge user community for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost challenge people when you're in a ski town, even on a ski vacation, go onto Facebook marketplace in that local area. You might find some cool ski shit for sale. Somebody that's just like local. It's given away, like just wants to get rid of stuff. Definitely. Um, you know, you might be able to pick up some really decent gear uh, while you're on vacation. You know, just put it up like, hey, man, I'll meet you in the village, like whatever, you know. And that's the nice thing about it being local to wherever you're located at that moment. Yeah. If you, and you know what, too? Like, I've heard people selling discounted lift tickets on it, too. So, you know, if you don't want to go through yeah. the actual resort or a plum benefits, like a lot of times people will have, you know, either they get them from work or they, they work at a shop or know someone you can get discounted lift tickets that way too. So, or yeah. if you you want to get, again, if you have stuff you want to get rid of, do, it's probably better to do it in a ski town than if you live somewhere else. Yeah. Um, a lot of ways else? to make money out there. If you want to just, you know, just get out there ski and sw- make a few bucks. Ski swaps are the other one. You ever find a ski swap? You know, I don't think they have a lot mid season, but yeah, they have it's them. usually like, but, preseason so you kind of got to be able to plan ahead for that one 
Yeah. But if you plan, you can ditch a lot of stuff. I think, I think Facebook marketplace, I haven't done it in a, in a big ski town, but I think that would be kind of cool. You probably find a lot of stuff. It's a big ski town. Oh, no doubt. Especially. And if you go end a season too, that's probably oh, yeah. where it's where people it's getting ready to move. They don't need their crap. They're like, yeah, I was here bumming it for the, for the ski season. Now I got to leave. I, I don't want to take this stuff with me. Start getting rid of stuff. You know, it's a good way too. If you're, um, like if you're buying a place, like if you're buying like a ski, like a second, third, fourth, ninth house in a ski town, that's a good way to get some furniture and some, you know, anything you need for your place too is Facebook marketplace. Yeah, people are getting rid of stuff. And I was uh, whipped through the uh, Salvation Army or Goodwill. They have down here in Florida, there's so many snowbirds that you find some pretty quality stuff like in some of those places. I'll take furniture all the time, sand it down and paint it, repaint it really cool. Um, I gotta say I got two bedroom sets out of it and wow, you know what, nice. cause I'm too cheap to spend money on a real bedroom set, but I do a great job painting it. And people are like, Holy shit, where'd you buy that? I'm like, yeah, I just got some old thing and I little elbow grease and a little TLC comes out perfect. It's amazing. What a big difference that makes too. And you know, pe- people are so afraid to do it. It's like, you know what? There's two things you can do. You want to do a fancy paint job, like a chalk paint with a little distress look. All right. You know what? Follow something on YouTube. You can do it so, so much easily. I mean, I did a whole bedroom set. It wasn't even real wood. It's pressed wood. Uh, but I did a chalk paint because our buddy Steve, him and his wife did a, um, a table and chair uh, set in their beach house. And it came out fantastic. I was like, where'd you get that? They're like, no, it's the same one that we had. We just chalk painted it and distressed it. it came out great. They're like, we followed something on YouTube. So I went to a DIY site, looked at it. and. Um, I think I spent maybe it so she was going to either put it to Goodwill or try to get rid of it. And I was like, you know, I just got a new place. I don't have any furniture. Let me take it at least just to fill stuff in. Chalk painted it, found something on YouTube. It came out fantastic. People are like, holy crap, where'd you get that? I'm like, yeah, I painted it. Um, I have another friend that was getting rid of a bedroom set. My girlfriend was getting rid of uh, her daughter didn't want her bedroom set anymore. I'm like, all right, I'll get rid of it. I said, I might paint it. I might give it to somebody. Boom. Paint it right up. Perfect. Beautiful. You know, looks brand new. That's so cool. Yeah. Again, like you mentioned YouTube, there's so many tutorials and videos on, on how to, uh, to fix things up. I had a, uh, an Ikea dresser that we got from, uh, Andrew's dad when he moved to Norway and it was great, but of course I like overstuffed the drawers and, you know, those stupid, <laughs> crappy Ikea drawers. They have that like cardboard in the bottom that kind of yeah, fits in that sag. slot. Yeah, they sag. So I found a, um, like a $10 fix on YouTube and you buy those, those screws that have the um, kind of almost like a washer built in them. I forget what they're called exactly. And a ratchet, one of those, um, like ratchet, uh, uh, what the hell would you call it? like if you were to put something on the roof of your car and you know like those roof ratchet tie downs oh, okay. so you, but you cut that ribbon from the tie down and then you screw it in on the front and you kind of pull it along the bottom to to make it taut mm-hmm. and then you screw it into the back of the drawer so you're putting two screws in but that that ratchet uh, fiber kind of pushes the the sagging drawer up and locks it in place yeah and i've had that in place for two months now and it's been fine Damn, 
it's great. Yeah, there's so many ways to fix things up and and you know, if you want to sell them or do keep them for yourself and not to buy new furniture, like there's so many ways to to kind of hack the system. Well, now that I got my own place too, like just fixing stuff around here and I imagine if you have a ski house, like you don't want to spend a ton of money on your ski house, especially if it's second home, maybe renting it, doing a share house or something like that. You know, you're not going to necessarily call somebody to fix everything up every time. So look on YouTube. There's a lot of DIY stuff that you can find. There's websites like even um, the, when I moved into this place, it was trashed and the front of the microwave was completely smashed. And I was like, shit, I might have to get a new microwave. So I looked online. There's actually a site that I found. Uh, I think it was appliance something. I forgot the name of the website. Um, I can put it in the show notes, but they sell all parts for everything. Like you're talking, you need a part. You look at the schematic and be like, this is my model. I need that specific part. And you order it like nine times out of 10, they have it every once in a while. They discontinue some stuff. So I bought an entire door for my microwave. Everything else works fine. I spent a hundred dollars on the door for like a $600 microwave, probably to replace it. I'm like, perfect. You know, it was just the door was smashed. That's awesome. Yeah. So stuff like that. You do it yourself. You don't have to call anybody. I mean, if I called somebody, they probably would have charged me like 200 bucks to fix it. Or I would have had to get a new one for like 600 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, definitely. For that was like an 80, $90 part that you just, I literally dude popped it off and popped it back on. I was like, wow, is that easy? You know, that's awesome. Wow. So, yeah. Stuff like that. Saving money and even things like lamps and stuff like that. I don't think I'll ever, I don't know. Buy a new lamp again. Lamps, I'll paint lamps. I'll put shit on them. I'll wrap them with stuff. Like uh, you, you change the bulbs, you change the light shade. It's, it's just a lamp, you know? Can make a big difference. Yeah. Amazing yeah. way how much a little bit of paint can uh, can change a, comp- a piece to something totally different. We've been doing a lot of painting and uh, woodworking in our, our our house the last couple of months. And yeah, it just it, what a difference. The level yeah. of polish when you do that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, even our buddy Justin, he had the, the share house during the summer, he would do some upgrades and he would do like, he did tile and stuff like that. And he did it himself with his dad. And he's like, you know, it's not rocket science and he's not doing this huge area, but shit, you do it yourself. I mean, that's a huge upgrade. Yeah. And you get that, you know, that confidence and that self-esteem boost of doing it yourself and be like, well, I can do this. What else can I do? Yeah. Hey, cool. you just got your own ski tuning set. You don't have to pay anybody. You can ski. You can tune your skis anytime you want. Yeah, I actually brought my skis away to get tuned this week. So I don't have the time to do it, but you know what? Because yeah. I'm gonna work this summer and like kind of mess around on my old ones so I don't screw up my new ones. Plus, I had a really nasty kind of gash in the side of the ski that I wanted to have a professional look at. But I'm working towards being my yeah. own ski tuner. But if you can, that's money you save. I mean, it's huge money. Fifty-five bucks a pop. Yeah. Boom for a little bit of elbow grease, and you know, you buy a big thing of wax, and that lasts a while. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. little P-Tex. P-Tex is, that's another thing. I got P-Tex, like tons of P-Tex. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. So any other tips you can, you can think of? Uh, look for discounts, man. There's got, there's a lot of hotel discounts. I think I saw today Utah was running some deals for, for the month of March. So while you got some deals in November when you booked um, those are good. So there's early deals, but there's also late deals. Like, you know, these places are still looking at like, Hey, we're not booked up 
for the month of March. I mean, February, maybe you got a lot more holidays in like January, February, you know, you got those, those two big holidays, presents and uh, MLK. Um, and then, you know, beginning of the year for January. But when you start getting to March, March is still prime season and there's no holidays in March. I mean, yeah. And March too, that's when, that's when the less hardcore people, you know, the, uh, that's when they tend to stop thinking about skiing. They yeah. only think about it in January and February. So especially get that beginning of March. It's like a sweet spot right there. I got my, yeah. I got my frostbite in mid-March. Yeah, it's right. Your that's foot almost cold. fell off. Yeah. Is that foot all, uh, mm. still going to fall off? It's stapled on. It'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so I saw Utah was running a deal. Um, I think they were talking about like uh, 159 a night and they had deals that included lift tickets um, there's also sites. I mean, of course you could check Airbnb, check some of those other sites, but there's, um, hotel, what's it? Hotel tonight. There's another one Yeah, that they'll run deals like last minute deals. Expedia does the last minute deals. So if you want to travel somewhere, look at that. Um, you know, and don't be afraid to reach out to friends and, and say like, Hey man, let's just drive somewhere and freaking just get a place, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's all I could recommend, especially for for doing ski stuff. Like they'll run last minute deals. Definitely check if if you have a, a free weekend, check and be like, hey, maybe we can grab some some kind of deal for a weekend. You know, you just never know. Yeah, if you could be a little bit flexible. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so hopefully that uh, that can help you guys out a little bit. I don't really know what happened to my voice all of a sudden. Got froggy. <clears throat> Yeah, the water. Charles, the Charles Shaw, I think, must be doing it. Chuck Shaw's wreaking havoc on you, man. Chuck is bringing the ruckus. Chuck is bringing the buck, buck yeah. wild on you. So, if you guys have any more tips or hints or anything that you guys do to to save a few bucks and or make a couple extra bucks during the ski season, hit us up. Let us know. Ski bum podcast at gmail dot com. Under the ropes. story is all we got this week under the ropes one big one this is a big one this is a weird one and i think this is going to be a something that we're going to see more of down the road especially in our silly silly country that we live in in america emoji license plates will soon be available in queensland australia Nice. Emoji license plate. Drivers in the Australian state of Queensland will soon be able to personalize their license plates with emoji. (laughs) The state's official license plate vendor, Personalized Plates Queensland, is launching the option on March 1st with pre-orders available now. So you get a range of personalization options, including colors, themes, and the logos of local sports teams. Adding an emoji is a natural extension. That's pretty wild. Now, there are limits, though. Now, this is where I was. my mind was starting to race a little bit, and then it sort of got to this point, and it kind of, like, bummed me out. Um, you won't be able to have plates that only have emojis, so there's got to be some sort of letters. Uh, and letters so, well. so it won't be like, I got run down by a car that had <laughs> a smiley happy face, a pile of shit, and, like, a, an, egg a, an umbrella, an eggplant. Yeah, like, what... <laughs> the fuck did you get like police is taking you know they're taking down the uh the police report like i got a shit thing and they're like trying to draw stuff like did it look like this it was eggplant peach 69 shit smiley face (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that's what I could say. Or, or all shits. I got like four shits in a in a in a an fu finger. Or, it's like or, or an okay. And was okay it, and four shits. Was it four shits or five shits? I couldn't tell. I don't remember. It was so quick. There it was happened just, so quickly. There were just so many shits. It was five shits and a finger. I don't know. Some kind of finger gesture. Was, was it a thumbs up? Was it a thumbs down? It makes a big difference. One is the Pope, the Pope's license plate, and the other is the shady guy who probably did it. I think it was the horny devil emoji, I think. I'm not sure. The horny devil. <laughs> so they are saying um, they are constrained to just one emoji chosen from five options. So you can get the face with tears of joy, the sunglasses, the winking, the smiling, and the heart eyes emoji. It says, so no eggplants and peaches. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because of course, that's what everybody would get. Dude, they should have just allowed just one emoji just to pile and do. That's it. (laughs) That's all you can get. I saw the uh, duty emoji between the U and the B. <laughs> I got for you, for you duty B. That's what I got. Yeah, it's like ex-wife pile of shit, pile of shit. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got now, pile of shit. My life. That's what I got. Oh, man. <laughs> pile of shit equals me. Wow! No eggplants and peaches. Look at that. They actually like specify that. Calling you out, man. Yeah, you know. Now again, they're just dipping their toe into this. I think this is going to open the door to all the emojis being available Uh, at some point. It's just going to get out of hand. How do you? uh, I don't know. The, The reason we use numbers and letters is because they're easily identifiable by the human eye. We don't have to. It's just, I don't know, simpler. We're going back to hieroglyphics with emojis is really what we, we are. are. You know, you know what? We're regressing backwards. Maybe the ancient Egyptians were more progressed than we are. And we're yeah. getting there. You're going to have the Rosetta Stone of fucking emojis. Well, so. there is, you know, the um, archaeological debate that, you know, the civilizations that, that put up the pyramids and the Sphinx were all wiped out in some sort of cataclysmic storm or um i forget if it was like a uh they said it was a coronal some sort of coronal storm so it was like raining lightning in the sky drink coronas <laughs> they're just drinking coronas they got shit face it started just it's still wicked hammered no it's still wicked hammered i forget what it's called coronal impact or coronal storm that it was uh it was something like, right like twelve thousand years ago about and they said that's when a lot of uh like mm. a lot of the technology that was used to build those that you know that a lot of you know, we can't identify is probably just wiped out and they you know they always speculate like what if that happened to us now you know with all of our technology so much of it being digital and in the cloud and not you know in on paper or engraved anywhere like what if the entire, you know, all of our technology got wiped out. How long would it take to rebuild? You know, like we yeah. use this technology. We can't like we, we can use Google Hangouts to record the podcast. We can use our cell phones to to make these this content, but we can't build the cell phone network. We're way too stupid for that. You know, we well, don't have isn't that amazing? So like as we progress in technology, we lose the knowledge of how the base of that technology was built, right? So you know how to do shit on Instagram, but you have no idea behind the scenes. Of, you couldn't code Instagram and build it out. 
Exactly. Like, so it's kind of like you're progressing where you don't have to know that because it's just given code that you're always using. And then you just know how to use it at some point. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's going to be a, a byproduct of progressing where, you know, theoretically you use computer. You don't need to know how to add, you don't need to know how to do math. You just use a computer and it runs hot, you know, a ton of calculations for you. But at some point when that computer shits out, you're going to be like a caveman. Like, I don't know what to do. It's like, you can go to the grocery store and you can go buy a, a flank steak go marinate it it's like but could you go and shoot a cow and butcher it exactly. with that flank steak right and pay in cash and have somebody count the change to you <laughs> and give you the right change how about yeah. that yeah Fucked up. man i could take a man out with a with one thumb man i could poke your eye out lethal weapons those thumbs the weapons <laughs> yeah i'm watching that meat eater show a lot i was telling you guys about that on a yeah. little text string on netflix and i am... else mentioned that too meat eater oh um, really i think it was john our buddy john i think okay. he posted uh he said something he's watching meat eater and he oh no you posted it you about the squirrel you want to eat a squirrel yeah they were eating squirrels and i'm like like they made it look so good they were on the farm and they were getting these squirrels and they were making them like chicken fried steak style and they, nice. were, they, you know, they're, they're frying them in a you know cast iron skillet and putting them in the oven to finish it. I'm like, that nice. actually looks so good. Like the way they prepared it. So yeah, they do the hunts. They do the, um, they'll Dude, skin the animals. Dude, if you get a good chef to make anything, I'm sure it's going to be good. You know what? And a lot of the way they cook it is just the old way of doing things, you know, simple ways of cooking it, you know, basic, basic spices, basic rubs. And then, you know. Well, think about the stuff that we accept as being like really good to eat, right? So think about a chicken. It's not really a clean animal. It's a gross little animal, yeah. Pretty gross looking, pretty weird looking. And they're delicious. And they're delicious because we cook them well, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think there's an art to that. I'm not eating any bugs or anything like that, but I'm sure people, if they cook them right, it'd be good. You wouldn't eat bugs like cockroaches or anything? Like chocolate-covered cockroach? <laughs> if I had to, I would, but... I really hope I never get to that point in my life where I have to. What's the one they say are actually full, like really high in protein? Is it like, uh, not grasshoppers, is it? I don't know. I thought it was like worms or something. There was some show I was watching. They were saying like the, with the, with the potential shortage in food lingering in the future for the, for the earth, right? Bugs could be like the answer for us to like really have a great source of protein. Wouldn't it be funny if somehow like you could go into the future, like 600 years and just take a glimpse and, you know, right now, you know, when you think of, oh, we're going out for a nice dinner, like we're going out for a gentleman's dinner. You think about a steakhouse, right? Yeah. You're going to Peter Luger's, you're going to a Morton's, you're going to Ruth's Chris, whatever. Imagine like 600 years in the future. It's like, oh, we're going to, to McBug's. It's delicious. That's right. (laughs) They have a, uh, a dry aged Hornet selection that's delicious a, a hornet patty that they cook over a uh, fire over a um an electric george foreman it's very have, gourmet have like have like worm loaf mmm <laughs> it's worm loaf <laughs> or like we have a shrimp cocktail so it's like a worm cocktail it's like dip the thing in sauce and just eat it ah uh, pretty like gross commercials. can you imagine commercials mmm thanks worm loaf yeah mm. Mm, so delicious worm kids loaf love helper. it <laughs> worm loaf helper yeah. Well, you look uh, back. What's 600 years ago? We're looking at what, 1400? 
Think about snails, clams. Who's eating those? I mean, if you're unless you ate them and somebody said they're good, you probably wouldn't try them. You'd be like, God damn, I ain't eating that. That's like let's cease not in a shell. Why yeah. would I eat that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of things that you look at, but like, why the fuck are you eating that? It's crazy. You know, you never know. I mean, there's going to be a point where there there was... was Everybody eats eel on sushi, right? That's... Eel's pretty disgusting looking. Just eel's, saying. Eel's pretty gross. I don't think it's that good for you either, they say. No. I, I forget if it was a joke or not. I think it might have been an Onion article, but they were talking about replicating... Uh, they were making a vegan substitute for human meat that they were trying to, uh, to like sell or ship over to like parts of, uh, parts of Polynesia because that's where they're still into cannibalism. Nice. So they're like, we need a vegan alternative. So people don't actually eat people. Wow. So on the green, on the green is people, right? So on the green is people. Great movie, by the way. It's on the green. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, there's that, conspiracy show too <laughs> they have one on the technology of the ancients and they're saying like their conspiracy is that like space aliens were visiting off it frequently which is what helped them build all the stuff and give them the technology to build the stuff and you tell by the giant structures that they built they had no reason for or way to build them with the limited technology back as far back as they date them wow and they're saying the landing landing spots for big ships. I was like, hmm, do I believe it? Of course. There's a lot. Oh, I had uh, Melanie start looking at the um, Denver airport and build of her conspiracies. Oh, boy. That's down two click holes, man. She's she's going to be gone for a while. <laughs> she's oh, and yes, I feel like the retard from FIFA who was using the onion for... Yes. That, so, yeah, the uh, Go Green vegan substitute for human meat is a onion story. So awesome. I'm, I'm the moron here. Now you said I you wanted don't know. to believe. I wanted to believe. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even. Can you imagine if you're like a food developer and you're like, so I have to learn what the taste of human flesh is so I can develop this flavor. Like that's pretty nasty. They say that spam is as close as you can get. I'll take their word on it. Unless they are putting humans in spam and then I'm going to be a little upset, but I don't think I've eaten spam in about 20 some odd years. Yeah. When was the last time you ate a nice spam sandwich or something? I, I don't think I've ever had it to be honest. I know it was always a staple of our, uh, our pantry at home. My dad would, would eat it once in a while. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember it being that bad. I mean, we had, we had spam once in a while, but like, I don't know. We just stopped buying it. It was like canned meat. Like, I'd rather get tuna or something like that. Uh, I like the the gelatinous goo. The goo. The goo kind of wrapping around it. The goo. Yeah. You know what's similar to spam that I always think about when I do eat it? Because I get it maybe... I order it out maybe once a year. Make it maybe once every four or five years. Taylor is, ham? No, no, Taylor ham. That's even more frequent. Taylor um, spam? Spam. Um... Corned beef hash. Corned beef hash. Wow. Good stuff, man. Corned beef hash. Buy a can of hash. It's like you look at the fat content and you're like, this is pretty much off that. How did they do that? I didn't I didn't think you're like per ounce you could pack more fat in there. And they found a way to pack more fat in there. That's pretty incredible. 
It's like liquefied fat and they put it in there and then you eat it. It's great. Like, wouldn't it be interesting to just go on a tour of a Hormel factory? Like the real, like, not like the tour they'll give you, like the one, like the real back, open the the shady doors and get that high level executive access. Well, they make corned beef hash and they make spam, right? Uh Uh-huh. Two things that are very close to each other. I wonder if I'm eating spam in the corned beef hash. You might be. They just made if some guy gets high and just kind of confuses the two and they just start, you know. Well, I think the only difference is the corned beef hash is like spam chopped up with like little pieces of of, uh, potato in there. Yeah. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out. SkiBumpPodcast.com. We are available on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or at SkiBumpPodcast. And please hit us up for, for stickers on either Instagram or Twitter. Just DM us with your address and we'll send them out to you. What else? Email. Send, send us photos of the stickers too. Yeah. Be sure to tag us if once you get your stickers. Um, we'd really do appreciate that. So SkiBumpPodcast at gmail.com as well. Uh, if you can go to the website, if you want to subscribe, we have a newsletter. There, you can go and do that. It's on the footer of all the sites and on the homepage. We've got our support section. You can go and if you want to hit us up with some Bitcoin or Ethereum, that would be really cool. We also have a shop on the website so you can get some cool t-shirts or hats. Got some other additional swag on there. We're also on Pinterest as Highfalutins. We're on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We're everywhere podcasts can be found. So please subscribe and rate us. We really would appreciate that. And with that, we will talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluid. See ya.